Hello, friends, and welcome to episode 1084 of the Juice Box Podcast. Today on the Juice Box Podcast, I'll be speaking with Rachel. She's 31 years old and has had type 1 diabetes for just a couple of years. This episode goes in so many different directions, I can't really explain it to you here. Rachel has an interesting diagnosis story, and so much more. While you're listening, please remember that nothing you hear on the Juice Box podcast should be considered advice, medical or otherwise. Always consult a physician before making any changes to your healthcare plan or becoming bold with insulin. You will receive five free travel packs and a year's supply of vitamin D, all for free, with your first order of AG1 at my link, drinkag1.com slash juicebox. And you'll save 40% off of your entire order at cozyearth.com when you use the offer code juicebox at checkout. If you're looking for community and support, or maybe have a couple of questions you can't find the answer to, check out Juicebox Podcast, Type 1 Diabetes on Facebook. It's a private group with over 43,000 members, and there's a conversation happening right now that you will enjoy. This episode of the Juicebox Podcast is sponsored by Dexcom, makers of the Dexcom G6 and Dexcom G7. You can learn more and get started right now with my link, dexcom.com slash juicebox. Today's podcast is also sponsored by U.S. Med, usmed.com slash juicebox, or call 888-721-1514. U.S. Med is where we get our diabetes supplies from, and you can as well. Use that link or that number to get your free benefits check and to get started today with U.S. Med. Hi, I'm Rachel from Maine, and I have been a type 1 diabetic since uh, January of 2021. So it's been a little over a year. Oh, that's very recent. How old are you? Yeah. I'm 31. Rachel, look at you getting in the game late. Oh, yeah. It's a, it's really special how, how it happened. <laughs> it, it, is it a story? A thing? It is absolutely a thing. I want to hear then. <laughs> so it it's kind of complex and there's a lot of parts to it that's okay i can pay attention i'll uh, okay (laughs) i'll i'll say in the fall of 2021 i was having some insane like debilitating back pain and it it has to do with like bulge discs and degenerative discs i i have a terrible terrible spine and it was to the point where I couldn't walk, I couldn't drive. Um, I'm in grad school, and at the time I had to withdraw from a class. Um, it, it was intense. It was it was really painful. Mm-hmm. And the doctor prescribed uh, oral prednisone, a steroid, and it worked. I was able to actually have some quality of life for like a week. And they renewed that prescription for the next week. And kind of midway through that next week, I I stopped taking it, even though it was making me feel better. Because I was up all hours of the night 
using the restroom and just getting really thirsty. And it was like really just distracting, <laughs> uh, almost more so than like pain would be. So yeah, so that basically it was sort of the start of some of my symptoms it was just like the excessive drinking and urination. Can I, can I, can I jump in and ask a question real quick? So, uh, I have, uh, experience with this. Um, so oral steroids, prednisone can make you pish mm-hmm. as they say. Uh, right. so they tell, did they tell you that in the doctor's office? Yeah, no, that was like, uh, like, a, yeah, that was like normal. And everyone who I've talked to, they're like, yeah, no, that can make you happen. Mm-hmm. So like, I, I really didn't think anything of it. Were you, the, the part about being up at night was just for the bathroom or were you all jacked up? Like, I don't mean like Arnold Schwarzenegger no, in his eighties. No, I, mean. I, I don't think I was all jacked up. I, I was able to get to like back to sleep immediately. I'm okay. a great sleeper. Okay. Okay. Uh, <laughs> got it. But, um, it wasn't really until, um, I had a conference, like that was October. I had a conference in Chicago in December and my husband calls me and he's like, you, what, like you just spent $800. <laughs> he's like, what did you just buy? <laughs> and I'm like, well, I can't drink the hotel water. So I just bought, and I was there for five days. I bought orange juice and apple juice and like gallons of water and like daily I was drinking gallons and gallons of liquid of all kinds. And this is like day and night. And I just, I couldn't stop drinking. Hmm. <laughs> and, and at the time also I was like, uh, looking back, I was starving to death or starving myself and I was just snacking all the time. So yeah, I racked up like an $800 grocery bill, <laughs> just like mostly like 90% liquids. So this is an important uh, distinction to me. Did you buy these things through the hotel or did you go to a store to get them? No, I, I went to a market. Okay. Where, be, be, you, know. you know, because through the hotel, it could have been a Twix bar and a bottle of Evian for $800. So I wasn't yeah, sure. Exactly. But yeah, but you, oh my gosh. <laughs> Oh, and uh, yeah. what do you think your husband, by the way, have you ever asked your husband what he really thought when he saw it? He's like, oh, she's cheating on me. Is that what he thought? <laughs> oh, my God. No, he, he thought I was just bawling out like at gift shops and stuff. And I'm like, bawling out at a gift shop. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, what do you think I'm getting? <laughs> Diamond plated. Sweetheart, I have <laughs> so many spoons that say the Windy City on it. We're going to give him his gifts for years. You're going to wait you see what I've done. I know. Oh, okay. Well, I that's crazy. That. He was—he was—he um, wasn't impressed. I mean, yeah, I did come back with souvenirs, but um, not to, not to that extent. How long is this excursion at the mini market from the steroids? Or are you still on the steroids at that point? Yeah, no, it was like two months later. Okay, and okay. and within that two months, I again, it was just I was so thirsty, and I was just snacking all the time. Uh, going to the bathroom like 12 times a night. And basically when I got back from Chicago, like my husband looked at me and he's like, you've lost a lot of weight, like in your face. He's like, I can see it. I I lost 10 pounds from October to December. Mm. Um, So, you know, like at that point I'm like, yeah, we were actually kind of joking. I'm like, yeah, I probably have diabetes. Ha ha ha. <laughs> Not not funny. Wait, you really thought that? Hold on, hold on, Rachel. You oh, yeah, you yeah, really yeah. thought that? What what made you think that? Well, my my uh, my niece, she at the time was 
recently, like very, very recently diagnosed with uh, type one. Niece on your side of the family, niece on your husband's side of the family. So, right. Okay. This is where things get kind of muddy. (laughs) We found her. (laughs) Did did someone steal this girl from a mall and we're trying not to let anybody know where she's from? No, no, no. It's on my side of the family. But she basically, it was a, how do I say this? She got it from her father, my brother-in-law. So I kind of knew, like, my sister, you know, she's been married to her husband for a long time. So I kind of, like, knew, like, diabetes. But right when my niece got diagnosed, um, you know, we the whole family was just kind of, like, aware of, like, oh, here were the symptoms that she has, this, that, the other thing. I see. Yeah. So that's how I sort of kind of, like, oh, diabetes, like, this is kind of similar to what she had. but. There's no way because there's no one in my side of the family that actually has type one. So, you know, it's impossible. Uh, <laughs> Can I ask another question while you're uh, yeah, lamenting? Does your sister have any autoimmune diseases or any women on your side of the family or men? No, no, no. Okay, because no. I mean, your brother-in-law still got to mix this thing with the the lady, and then so it's hard, mm-hmm. it's hard to say it just comes from his side or not. You know what I mean? But yeah, it's true. Yeah, yeah. So I was just trying to pick through it to find out. Um, also, yeah. before we get too far away from it, I just want to tell you how jealous I was when you said that you came home from a trip and your husband noticed that you lost 10 pounds, that you looked very skinny. Because I've been losing weight recently and I went to the dentist's office and I had lost 13 pounds and I walked in and I just was like, I'm just going to wait for my accolades. You know, because I'm I'm tight with the people in the office, and I walked in and talking and talking, and no one said a word. And I was like, "Oh my god, I've lost 13 pounds, and no one can notice." <laughs> oh my god! I was like, I definitely need to lose more if this is happening. I mean, I don't know. I I feel like you must be like really really close. Then you have a lot of dental work done. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I have a fair amount of dental work done, uh, more than my fair share, by the way. If God is listening. Definitely, uh, but it just was upsetting. I was like, "Damn it!" Like, I wanted, to, I wanted someone to like look and go, "Hey, I can tell that thing you're doing is working," or blah blah. blah. They were just nothing. I was like, "Damn it!" Anyway, yeah. you, you just ten pounds on you, and everybody's like, "Uh oh, she's dying." I'm like, eh, "Great." Well, yeah, I don't know. I'm, I'm not. I have never really been like on the heavier side, so mm-hmm. I think it was, it was. Oh, I, hear, Very I hear what you're saying to me, Rachel. Okay, go yeah. ahead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, I'm I'm fat. You're not. Go ahead. Tell the rest of your story. Go ahead. <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh well. All right. Yeah. Back back to my niece and my sister. Yeah. Yeah. So again, this is December, um, and at Christmas, my my sister's like, "Hey, why don't why don't you just try the finger prick?" We'll see where we're at. And I was on board. We were going to do it. And then I don't know, some events happened and, you know, just Christmas hubbub. We basically like never got to it. It was kind of on everyone's mind. But again, it was almost like a joking, joking kind of fashion. Yeah, I understand. Oh, this is weird. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And then, and then I'm like, okay, I'm going to make a doctor's appointment. And, and that's January, right? January mm-hmm. 5th. And I roll into my primary care physician. I just ate a granola bar. So I'm sure that like really, really spiked it up extra, extra high. And I walk in and I tell the doctor all my symptoms, everything that's happening. 
She does the finger prick blood test and I just read high. Mm-hmm. And she she was fresh, uh, like two years uh, <laughs> out of out of her um, you know residency and everything. And she just comes in just like white face and like ba- like very visibly freaking out. <laughs> really? <laughs> and I'm like, oh yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, what's up? And she's like, you have diabetes. And I was like, oh. <laughs> I'm like, oh, that makes sense. Yeah, we've been joking about this in my family for some months now. So, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. wow. Is this, uh, I'm sorry, also, this is Maine in January? It is. And, yeah, Yeah. so, like, yeah, we're rugged. It's rugged. You go places, (laughs) even in a snowstorm. But the medical system up here is not great, and that's part of my story. Okay. (laughs) She, this doctor, is wonderful. She's fabulous, and I hope she stays. We, there's a problem up here. Good doctors not staying. Well, well, I'm assuming people people walk outside in the wintertime and think to themselves, I should move anywhere but here. And then they leave, I would think. Don't you think so? Were you born there? I was, yeah, I'm a Maine native. Uh, my husband is uh, from south of Boston. Mm-hmm. He fell in love with the place and me. So he's up here, but um, I don't know. I, I feel like if, if you're from you there. You don't know. The yeah, nature yeah. and the four seasons and not being near other people. Uh, <laughs> it's the place for you. <laughs> do you want solitude and leaves? Because yeah. if you do, <laughs> Maine has it. Uh, doctors? No, we don't have those. But no. but so, so, okay. So she comes in. She gives you the news. You're not shocked, I imagine, but still upsetting. Yeah. Yeah. No, it, it definitely was one of those like surreal moments. I'm like, oh, okay. This is official now. Mm-hmm. So she, she kind of goes in and out of the room. She's calling her like her mentor from like her residency or whatever, like just to basically get advice for this because she's never dealt with it. And at the same time, I'm texting my sister who lives in New Hampshire and I was like, hey, yeah, no, I just got diagnosed. My A1C is like 14 point something. And uh, she's thinking of sending me to the ER. Immediately, my sister like is on the road. She's like, all right, I'll be there. Right. Uh, we're like a good three hours away from one another. And she's, she packs up. <laughs> yeah, it, it was a whirlwind. Oh, my gosh. So. Her di- her daughter has type 1 for how long at this point? She was, I think, maybe like five or six months oh. uh, diagnosed before I was. This must have been more upsetting for her than it was for you, maybe even. Like maybe she just felt, you know I, what I, I mean? Th- I think so. And, but, I mean, she, gosh, she was so great. She came and she, <laughs> you know, in the, in the ER at the time, it was, you know, we no visitors or guests were allowed and she, she was almost like busting down the door because the the folks at the er were basically like really ticked off at my doctor for even sending me there oh because of covid N- no just because no? they they thought i should have gone directly to an endo and well what was your 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 blood sugar was high it was over 500 at least yeah i, I don't know what it was but it was high yeah. um i think at the, i think at the er I forgot if it was like five something yeah. that they read. Maybe the doctor yeah. was like, "I would like this lady not to like go into DKA and die." If you're not, were you in? DK, were exactly. you in? Were you in DKA? 
No, but I, if it's possible, I think that I did have an episode at my house like the week before. I don't know if like if that's something you can go in and out of, but there was certainly a period where I, I thought I was, it was like a quick, I don't know, maybe like three hours of just complete suffering, uh, shakes and other things I won't mention, but, um, hmm. yeah, I don't, I don't know. So, but it, at the ER, no, I was not, I was perfectly fine. So how do they handle it at the ER? Are you on a IV at this point? Are they talking about mm-hmm. bringing your blood sugar? Or are they busy arguing in the back room, like saying, like, we have to kick this lady out of here because we don't want to do this? Now let's talk about the Dexcom G7. The Dexcom G7 is a small and wearable continuous glucose monitoring system. It sends real-time glucose readings to your Dexcom G7 app or the Dexcom receiver. Use my link, Dexcom.com forward slash juice box to learn more and get started today. You will be able to effortlessly see your glucose levels and where they're headed. This way you'll be able to make better decisions about food, insulin, and activity. Once you're able to see the impact that those variables have on blood sugar, you'll begin to make more purposeful decisions and have better outcomes. My daughter has been wearing a Dexcom My daughter has been wearing a Dexcom product for so many years, I don't even remember when she started. But today she wears the Dexcom G7, and it is small and easy, and oh my goodness, are you going to love it. Dexcom.com forward slash juice box. You can head there now and click on the button that will get you your free benefits check, or just hit that other button that says get started. When you use my links, you're supporting the production of the podcast. Dexcom.com forward slash juice box. Well, both. They were like almost like hesitant to give me the IV. Hmm. Uh, and there's no back room. It was all in front of my face. And I was like, okay, <laughs> <laughs> like, can you, can you not talk like that in front of me? <laughs> so yeah, I, I did get an IV to bring, bring it down a bit. Uh, and then I got sent home with no plan, with no insulin, with nothing. Did they set you up with um, a doctor? No. Oh. No. Uh, my primary care was working on it. And when I say some of the doctors in Maine are not great, this is like kind of where that comes in. Uh, definitely like the endo. Or it was a, a group of endos. Kind of the, the closest ones that could get me in. Hmm. And they it was almost like a no response for two days. So I, I was I was two days without insulin, without a plan, and this is like where my sister like really was awesome. Huh. And then we finally got to the endo. And was the endo pissed at the hospital? Yeah, actually. Um, yeah. And again, this is like I told you, this is complex. There's mm. there's a lot here. So I when we all three of us, my husband, my sister, and I get to this endo, he reads my records like in a back room. And I will say in November, I had a um, corticosteroid injection in my spine Mm -hmm. because I was, again, at the point where like I could barely walk and I knew I was getting on that airplane to Chicago. So I I did have an injection. Uh, So he comes in, he, a big gruff dude, and doesn't even look at me, doesn't even sit down. He just walks in flipping papers and says, you don't have diabetes. You just have residual effects from your steroid injection. Oh, great. 
Perfect. By the way, I Googled it and it says people from Maine are friendly, but it says Maine is home to some of the friendliest people in the U.S. I guess they just don't oh, work. That's cool. Yeah, I guess they just, they're not people you've met so far through oh. the healthcare system. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and you know, I, I think in general, yes, there, there's a big group of people who don't like people from away because I don't know why. I think just weird cultural, cultural differences. Uh, but I think a lot of people do like people from away because that's, that helps our economy. Mm hmm. <laughs> I just think you know. you're, I think it's too cold there and it makes people mean. That's all I'm saying. Okay. So mm -hmm. now the doctor says to you, Oh, silly, you don't have, I'm, I'm being nice because like I'm pretending he's nice. Yeah, I'm yeah. assuming he was talking to his fees. Like, you don't have diabetes. I look at here and I look on the paper and you're going to from the steroids. And so, mm -hmm. um, did you uh, at first think, Great. It's excellent. Oh, no. I was like pretty ticked off. I'm oh. like, Who are you coming in here not introducing yourself or being passionate whatsoever? Like, who the heck are you? I was, like, really instantly kind of ticked off. Yeah. Plus, your blood sugar was high. You were probably extra, <laughs> like, nasty. Exactly. I've been yeah. two, two days just, like, you know. Plus, Rachel, days. not for nothing, you're from Maine. You know what I mean? So, I think we're learning. <laughs> <laughs> no. So, I was, like, I started having intense symptoms in October after my oral steroid. Mm -hmm. I think that you should reevaluate. And he said, okay, and left the room. <laughs> and then he comes back in. <laughs> well, I, I think because he he was upset, like I think you mentioned, with, with my doctor's office. And later on, my, my doctor's office said, yeah, this endo was like mean to our like secretaries and to the doctor here, yeah. basically reaming her out for even suggesting that I go there. So he comes back in and now he sits down and looks at me and says, I think you have type one diabetes. Ding, 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 ding. Good job. <laughs> I'm like, okay, thank you. So, you know, then he proceeds to, you know, order all the antibody tests and or whatever, all, all of that stuff. Mm-hmm. And history from there. Oh, I wonder what he did while he was off figuring it out, redoing his gazintas. Maybe he read the whole file. Yeah. Uh, that's fascinating. So um, for people who are wondering, what is the link between prednisone and diabetes? Taking prednisone can make the liver resistant to insulin, raising blood sugar levels, and potentially leading to steroid-induced diabetes. Steroid-induced diabetes is more similar to type 2 diabetes than type 1. I don't know what they mean by that. Um, people who use prednisone face the risk of developing type 2 diabetes. That's what they mean by that. I don't see any, I don't see any literature here about steroid use to type 1. But, I mean... Yeah. Um, I, I took a dive into, like, scientific literature. Mm-hmm like immediately after and I, I found a few papers yeah i for for my specific case the right it's the antibody tests yeah. there's like one one main one i don't know what they are but there's like one kind of biggie is in that that's the one that the, determines if you're you know kind of black and white type one type two i think hmm. and then there there were like three more and i was like off the charts for those like random three but the one that was like, are you type one or type two? I, 
I wasn't, that wasn't, that was normal. So, and I guess like those, whatever those three are, I wish I was more. It's okay. You had the, you had the gad anybody. Sure. (laughs) Gotcha. You're like, it's, I don't care. I didn't care by then, Scott. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. But I basically in short, I, I had three of them that were like significant type one. Like you, you have it. Okay. Yeah, you have it. That's they should call it the yeah you have it antibody. That's that's uh yeah. It actually says <laughs> uh presence of GAD antibodies is observed in seventy five percent of people with type one diabetes diagnosis. Wow. Mm. Yeah. All right. Well, so is your sister with you through all this or did she just come and pat you on the head and leave? Absolutely not. Oh. So she and and I don't know, I, I'll say uh to your listeners because I'm sure when this comes out, her interview with you will already be out. Hold um, on a second. Her name's Rebecca. Let me look Rebecca. in the file. And I'm sure she. I'm sure she talked about me. She. It was basically like my guiding light, and I know she'll. She'll. She's listening. Uh, thank you, Becca, for everything. Because I was basically the doctor. The end of it just threw me into the fire. Mm-hmm. And you know, here's some insulin, you know, and I didn't have a ratio or anything. It, it was it was just crazy. So my sister came with all of her, you know, kind of educational materials for her daughter. Sure. So like she has nice like inf- infographics and like colorful charts. For, you know, it's like <laughs> for parents of kids. So it's what her her daughter her daughter's endo gave her. And it, it just helped break things down and help me understand all the different the, the nuances. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I'm a year in and I'm still trying to understand some of them. But, sure. you know, on my fridge, I still have kind of the, you know, the, the graph of how does protein versus fat versus, you know, like sugar. Like, how do they all kind of make your blood glucose spike or Well, yeah, out? it's a, so, a new world and a lot of things to – um to figure out. Hey, real quick, uh, is Rebecca's last name hyphenated? Yeah, yes. Yes, okay. Then should, hers will be out about three months before yours. Oh, cool. Yeah. I don't know what to call it because I haven't heard it since I recorded it in February and I haven't edited <laughs> it yet. So I'm not sure what she and I talked about, to be perfectly honest. I wonder if she said horrible. Wouldn't it be crazy if she's like, my sister Rachel, oh my God, listen to me. What a pain <laughs> in the ass. Those doctors were lovely, and she did nothing but just give them trouble the whole time. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's me. I'm a rebel rouser. <laughs> I did want to ask you, like, I, this is going to be maybe a probing question, but do you have a lot of experiences with people that go the way these went? Or no? In what context? Like, doctors? Well, just in general. Like, you meet a person, they're kind of like, you know, they're gruff to you. They didn't quite give you like, like, I'm, I mean, I'm looking at a picture of you. You seem delightful, but I'm wondering if there's something about you that like rubs people the wrong way and you don't know it. Oh, I, I absolutely have a resting bitch face. Oh, oh am I not supposed to say that? I mean, <laughs> you can bleep it out. <laughs> no, I mean, that, that word's okay. It's good. That's not one of the words I have to bleep. Does that happen to you? Not frequently. Okay. Okay. All right. I just didn't know if maybe like you were just like, I don't know like had an aura mm. around you and people were always like just scared of you or something like I'm scared of my wife. I've no, known her. I, yeah. I, I think I'm just like, it, again, I I'm pointing fingers at the medical system. 
uh, a few years earlier, I had like an emergency room visit for like a rupturing internal abscess, very similar to one of your episodes, uh, the like perianal abscess. Butthole adjacent you're referring to? My favorite title ever? Yes. 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 Okay. (laughs) Exact same weird thing. Wait, yours (laughs) was, wait, yours was in the same place? Yeah. Oh my goodness. And uh, the CAT scan the first time showed it. And they sent me home with Vicodin and they didn't touch it. And so I went back to the ER, a different ER. So that's why I'm saying like, (laughs) sorry, anyone who like wants to like live in Maine for a certain doctor or something. This doesn't apply to you, but (laughs) I don't want to get off track, but I'm trying to imagine a pain near my butt that is not touched by Vicodin. That must be terrible. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. So I can't believe anyway. I've now I can't believe I've met two people this has happened to now. It's absolutely <laughs> the highlight of my day. <laughs> but um I mean no, like I I I made my husband like listen to like a part of it. I'm like, look, I'm not alone. <laughs> He's like, Oh, that guy stayed yeah. too. Yeah. I gotta go. <laughs> I can't I can't I can't. I'm not goodbye. I'm sorry. Goodbye. I I I did I really did love you. I gotta go though. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's terrible. Well, I'm sorry. How long before the type 1 diagnosis was that? Everybody who has diabetes has diabetes supplies, but not everybody gets them from U.S. Med the way we do. USmed.com forward slash juice box or call 888-721-1514. U.S. Med is the number one distributor for Freestyle Libre Systems nationwide. They are the number one specialty distributor for Omnipod Dash the number one fastest-growing tandem distributor nationwide, and they always provide 90 days' worth of supplies and fast and free shipping. That's right, U.S. Med carries everything, from insulin pumps to diabetes testing supplies, right up to your latest CGMs, like the Freestyle Libre 2 and 3 and the Dexcom G6 and 7. They even have Omnipod Dash and Omnipod 5. They have an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau, and you can reach them at 888-721-1514 or by going to my link, usmed.com forward slash juicebox. When you contact them, you get your free benefits check, and then if they take your insurance, you're off and going. And US Med takes over 800 private insurers and Medicare nationwide. Better service and better care is what US Med wants to provide for you. usmed.com forward slash juice box. Get your diabetes supplies the same way Arden does from U.S. Med. Links in the show notes, links at juiceboxpodcast.com to U.S. Med and all of the sponsors. When you use my links, you're supporting the show. Two years. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Talking with my doctor, the primary care and, and sort of like my education, my, my PhD education. Uh, I, we've both sort of kind of have concluded that the, the type one was likely caused by oral combination, not just the steroid, but, you know, either a viral or bacterial, mm-hmm. um, like infection at one point that yeah. likely mutated something. And then the prednisone just kind of flipped the switch and turned it on. Hmm. Interesting. So, How's your back? My back is great. I uh, I bought an inversion table, actually, and that really helps. No kidding. You and I have such yeah. a similar story. So, Rachel, let me tell you, 
that my back has been troublesome most of my life. And um, it wasn't until, well, also my wife got me an inversion table for Christmas last year, which is very nice to hang upside down if your back hurts at the bottom. By the way, they're not expensive in case Rachel and I seem like, you know, we're like, let me tell you about my cold plunge tub. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's, they're like 200 bucks. But um, but anyway, uh, it does help just to kind of like accordion out a little bit. But you know what helped me the most? Because I've had this exact experience as you where I had to go on prednisone for something else and my back pain just completely disappeared during it. Mm-hmm. So this is going to sound really crazy, probably. I think I fixed my digestion and I'm eliminating on a better schedule. And because I'm not, how do I want to say this? Because I'm going every day, I I really believe my back doesn't hurt anymore. And I think it's because of that. I feel like, look, what I know about the inside of a person's body is nothing because I didn't go to college for it. But it feels like when I'm, it feels like when I'm storing poo, my back gets tight at the bottom. Oh yeah, you're expanded and yeah, okay. So, so I like can, almost like a nerve. Visualize that, and that sort of makes sense. Listen, I could be out of my mind, but <laughs> if you gave me fifty thousand dollars and made me bet on it, this is what I would bet on. This is what I've come up with. I don't have fifty to, well, to bet, but if you gave it to me, like Scott, bet on this one way or the other. We have the answer. I'd go with uh, more frequent elimination has reduced and almost completely taken away the lower soreness, the soreness of my lower back. So no, it, it sounds like science to me. Yeah. So my question is, are you constipated often? Oh, no. So, no. I. <laughs> the way you said that was yeah, hilarious. Yeah. You're like, mm, no, that's not a thing. Don't worry. <laughs> yeah, no. Anyway. But that... no, the, the, the table's great. Mm-hmm. I recommend anyone 10 out of 10. Like, if you need surgery, try it first. Yeah. I think if you have high blood pressure, it's not, it's not good for you. Because your head will pop or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that would have been that the table wouldn't have given you diabetes for sure. So (laughs) what if you fell off the inversion table, hit your pancreas and got, I guess you could. Do you ever like have that feeling when you flip backwards? You're like, it's not going to hold me and I'm going to fall on my head and die. Do you ever think that? Well, I don't fully invert. So I don't don't feel like I'm that risky. Gotcha. I like being completely upside down in it. Really? Yeah. I, don't know. I like, do you know what the hardest part of it is, is to like, you have to isolate in your mind, your hips and like, let go. I don't know if that makes any sense to people, but like, you, oh, yeah, you, you have to like deep breathe, like you have to breathe. Hey, my four dog. dogs are barking outside. Can you yeah. hear them? Yeah, sure. Is, is the abominable snowman there? Do you want to go help them? Yeah. Let me, let go me ahead. look. That's fine. Um, it's probably just a squirrel. <laughs> Take your time. It's fine. I'm going to talk about the inversion table while she's gone. Like you flip upside down and you can still feel tension. Like, I don't know. It feels like this is obviously not technical, but it feels like there's a hinge between your back and your hips and your lower back. And if you just relax in the right way, it just sort of your body stops holding it together. And then you get that like the decompression happens. It just feels like pop, pop, pop like that. It's very uh, oh, it's hey. it's dreamy. It's dreamy. I, I got my father one um, for his birthday. You give him away. It's helped. Yeah, no, I, I've uh, I have nothing but good things to say about it. When my wife gave it to me, I was like, "Where are we going to put this?" And she's right. like, "Well, if it helps you, 
she goes, if it helps you, what do you care? And I was like, all right, good point. So you've had a little bit of a thing, but you have diabetes now. Now in your note, you talk about depression. Did that come after the diabetes? Oh my gosh. I am usually a really happy person, even though my face doesn't show it. Um, I was definitely, I'd, I'd say like two to three months after I was like bedridden, sobbing, couldn't like, I couldn't function, didn't want to see anybody. I was extremely, extremely depressed. And I think part of that was hormonal, like the insulin was kicking in and, you know, other things, but also like, I just felt so alone. I like was looking on like Facebook groups, like does anyone else have steroid induced, (laughs) you know, diabetes or like adult diagnosed and it's so hard to just find a community. I, I really didn't find any anything like that. So I, I was just feeling sorry for myself. Um, and just, you know, I'm, I was 30 and my life has, it was changed dramatically. So yeah. I, yeah, I mean, I would go grocery shopping. I'd look at the popsicles and I would just sob. <laughs> Like it was, it was bad, did but you, I'm way better did, now. Did you like, did you like popsicles a lot? No. <laughs> See, I kind of thought you were going to say no, but because. No, but yeah. it was like one of those things. It's like, I could never be on like one of those survival shows because I have diabetes. You know what I mean? Like. It <laughs> this got in your way of being on the 29th season of Survivor. You were like, I was, yeah, right. I was really going to try out. <laughs> Wait, you can't be on Survivor if you have type 1 diabetes? I don't think so. I mean, I I don't watch Survivor. And no, I'm talking like more hardcore. Have you ever seen Alone? That's a great show. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. All right, hold on. Can I be on Alone with type 1 diabetes? Is that, that's not naked and alone, is it? No, but I feel like any of those, like, actual, like, raw raw survival shows you, you you are really limited to what you can bring were you really planning on ever doing that uh you know no no my husband and i've been trying to get him to like sign up for the amazing race but that's not that's that time's gone in our lives <laughs> my wife is always <laughs> my wife is like people would love to watch you and i on the amazing race she's like we would argue constantly and i was like i know (laughs) (laughs) but all that running you know what i mean uh oi (laughs) i can't not doing that okay so it got in the way of things this is very interesting actually because you're upset about losing things that you never had and didn't want yeah, I mean, but also the things that I've always had and have to, had to adjust and change for. Instance, for. for instance, um, you know, and and just like you know, putting my Dexcom on and like I did it wrong and I have to peel it off or something like that. Like that would just trigger me. Going low, I would just get triggered. I, I would. It was just. I was a hot mess, and it. But yes, no, there were definitely stupid things that I would get emotional about. Mm-hmm. Well, by the way, I did see here you can be on Survivor with Type 1. They will let you have your gear. Oh, so wow. it's not too late for you to make a fool of yourself on television for fleeting, <laughs> fleeting fame and no money. <laughs> yeah. 
how do they start you? Like, what's your management like? Three sticks and a, a chipmunk? Or do they give you a meter? What do they do? It, it was just, I don't know. I think it was like 12 units each meal. Here's a meter. Have at it. Uh, and that, it was like that for a long, long time. Hmm. Like months and months and months. And I'm like, it, you know, just the education from my sister and talking with her like almost daily and just like this isn't this doesn't seem right and in some of the i think the insulin he put me on it was just archaic like all the methods were archaic and yeah she basically kind of calculated a ratio for me mm-hmm. and i started playing with it and it started working and then when i went back to this endo i was like listen i want a ratio <laughs> and he he basically was like he acted like i couldn't handle it and I'm like, I'm a PhD student. Like, I want to, I want a ratio. Give me one. <laughs> like, I'm not dumb, man. And so he finally gave me one. At what point, <laughs> after you having all these experiences with the doctors, right? Like, is there a moment where you say to yourself, like, I'm not going to get what I need from them? Or do you keep feeling hopeful that, I think there's just a quiet desire in people. Like, they're like I want this to go well. Like, I want to go, and I want to go to the appointment. They're going to say a thing. I'm going to do the thing, and that's going to be okay. Like, it's hard to, like, be, I mean, every step of the way, you've described people kind of half helping you. And then, yeah. so now that you're kind of, you know, you're like, okay, I have diabetes. We got that part done. Um, I'm past the, this isn't fair, and I got it because my stupid back hurt and all that stuff. Like, like, now you have to live with it. Do you not walk in there thinking, these are the same people who have dropped the ball every step of the way. And I'm expecting them to help me with what is now the most difficult part of this. Or do you, like, yeah, yeah. No, their, their nutritionist was really great. Um, but I, I feel like I kind of outgrew that person, you know, it was just, and it was also an hour from my house, their office. So I, for, I think, six months I was with them and then I started calling around and hardly anywhere was accepting new clients. So I, I actually did find one that was actually a town over from me. And, um, there's one endo and and I only really see the nurse practitioner, but it's been a good, a good fit. So yeah, I, I left that first endo after like six months because it was just exactly. They were not helpful. Not helpful. They were just, it was not good. So you figure the whole thing out on your own with your sister, do you think? Or did, did someone finally, like, step up for you? No, no. I I attribute all of it to Rebecca. She, I mean, the, like, the figuring out insurance with all the gear and the medication and, you know, they, she helped me every step of the way. Um, every time, I'm like, you, like, you're my endo. <laughs> I mean, because like she has a she has a husband with it. She has a child with it, and she has another child who's about to get it. It's a lot. So yeah. she's, she's she's the most knowledgeable person. Did you have trouble mining that information for yourself, or were you just comforting? Were you just comfortable getting it from her, so you didn't look hard for it on your own? Are you fishing for me to say I was listening to the Juice Box podcast? No, honestly, because... I was fishing. I was trying to be <laughs> nice and, and ask if you were being lazy about it. But <laughs> no, she actually. Um, I will. I will say that no, she she sent me a link to one of your 
like, I don't know, your intro ones. And mm-hmm. it, it was so helpful just to help understand like, what does bolus mean? And, and yeah, I mean, I, I do research all day. And so I, there was a big chunk of it that like I was doing research, but like Googling things wasn't great. And I think I mentioned like there's no community around. So I, I couldn't really find community. Yeah. So she, she was a big help. Your, this podcast was a huge help. Oh, I'm glad. Thank you. I wasn't honestly fishing. I I thought maybe you were just kind of like, doing the like yeah i don't want to do this thing but somebody's helping me i wasn't sure which which because i mean if you were feeling depressed and it was overwhelming i could see you i guess lazy was the wrong word earlier but like if you were just not diving into yeah, yeah. like tapping out no yeah. that that's not my personality i i always i feel like i persevere and i hated that i was really succumbing to depression it was just you know i worked oh, through it but yeah. it, it was hard no, I can imagine. Um, what makes you come on the podcast? Definitely to talk about the steroid-induced stuff, because it can happen. But also that I guess I could put a plug in and kind of encourage people to consider clinical trials. Okay. Uh, because I am, I'm in a clinical trial right now. For what? Yeah, it's it's the it's called TN27 uh topple. Uh it's for type one mm-hmm. people with type one diabetes who just got diagnosed within I think it was like a forty eight month time span. Mm-hmm. What are they looking for? Yeah, it it uh it it's a plasmid therapy. So it's actually I had to go down for twelve straight weeks of injections of plasma therapy it's double blinded so i don't know if it's if i got the placebo or the real thing well but, uh, based on your interaction with other doctors i don't think they liked you when they got there and they gave you the placebo <laughs> <laughs> yeah right <laughs> they're like not, no this not is, her <laughs> yeah i know and and again um my sister encouraged me to kind of look into clinical trials and i went on like a website and it was just like overwhelming. I'm like, holy cow, like there's a lot of diabetes research going on right now, which is awesome. And so I, I called uh, the Jocelyn Diabetes Center and I was like, listen, here, here's my story. I, I want to help with science, like sign me up for something. And they narrowed it down to two and, and the one that kind of worked for my schedule was the topple. Okay. Do they run that at multiple locations or is that at Yale? I'm trying to think of where that is. Yeah, they, they do. They do. You can only um, participate at certain physical certain locations. Places. So okay. I had to travel from Maine to Boston uh, often. <laughs> Did your husband get to go home once in a while because of this? <laughs> he, yeah, he, he's stayed home every time. I, I have family that live outside of Boston. So like I was able to like go down the night before. Oh, I see. And he, yeah. He, he stayed home. We have a farm, so <laughs> he got to do the chores. Do you have chickens? Away. Do you have chickens? We have every, we have like everything. We have sheep, horses, ducks, chickens, pigeons, you name it. <laughs> what is the purpose of this farm? Is it for pleasure? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Pleasure, meat, wool, eggs. All right, hold on yeah. a second. You're getting wool from sheep? Yes, and, and, and meat. Sorry, and, vegetarian. No, no, no. no, no. Yeah, I'm, 
yeah, I'm not, don't be sorry. And, and you, so you took, you take the wool and what do you make with it? Do you make those little wool balls that you put in your dryer to make fluff up your laundry? I do. I, Wait, that is, really? It's a fun Christmas present. Yeah. Yeah. Those are easy. I don't really make yarn, but yeah, I do like some felted stuff. Honestly, I have bags of it just sitting. <laughs> I haven't gotten to it uh, in a while. I've been busy. <laughs> Can you imagine if somewhere there's a, a hairdresser who does that with human hair, bags it all up and holds on to it? How creepy would that Ew, be? Oh, I bet that, there is. Oh, that'd be like, I that's bet. the makings of a great horror movie. Yeah. And then they really. capture you and then they make a hair suit up for you. And then they call ah. you, wait, wait, then they call <laughs> you Sasquatch and let you go in the woods. And then they hunt you. What do you think of that? It's hard for me to wrap my head around, but <laughs> I. <laughs> I think you have a very creative imagination. Thank you. Thank you. I personally am more impressed with the idea that I figured out you made dryer balls with the wool because honestly, that is a pretty big stab in the dark. Don't you think? Yeah. Well, I feel like a lot of people, it's it's just like one of the easy fundamental things that people, the sheep can make. Like, it's just so easy. So everyone does it. Oh, Rachel, this is an indication of your life that you think everyone does that. (laughs) Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No one I know does that. Ever. <laughs> You're the only one. <laughs> Which is delightful. It's I was just like I was so interesting. You're like, oh yeah, I do that. Like you said it so casually. I was like, why is she not more impressed that I figured this out? Uh why is she not oh. more impressed that I know what they are? But you just know what they are. So you think it's like just a common thing. I mean, I don't know. Maybe I'm just I sir I have people in my circle who maybe they're just like really crunchy granola people that have stopped using dryer sheets a long time ago. So yeah, I think maybe we should explain just like the inversion table. Dryer balls are wool compact balls that you use in the dryer in replace of dryer sheets. They do help with static. Mm-hmm. And they also kind of keep things fluffy because the way they, they keep things separated yeah. while they're drying and everything else. Yeah. I want to remind yeah. people that I once wrote a book called Life is Short, Laundry is Eternal. That's not... A great title. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I think eight out of 10 people that are hearing this right now are like, I have no idea. I've never heard about wool dryer balls in my life. Yeah, no, they should try. Try it. It's yeah. Great. They should try dryer balls. Multiple balls. Multiple. Yeah. yeah. I think we named your episode dryer balls, by the way, because <laughs> out of context, it's hilarious. <laughs> it it might draw some interest. I'm, I'm writing that down. Dryer balls. <laughs> People will be like, oh, I, I do have a problem with moisture. Let me see if I can find out. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> How to hand to handle this. Well, they're going to be so disappointed 50 minutes into it when they're like, wait, it's stuff you put in the dryer? <laughs> right. Fooled <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Fooled you. Ha ha. <laughs> oh, my God. I used to work. I used to work in a sheet metal shop. And um, it was very hot in the summertime. And I worked with this guy who was absolutely just one of my favorite people that I've ever met as an adult. Are you talking about dryer balls here? I'm just talking about like at (laughs) at any point in the day during the summer, if you walked by him, he had like a big container of almonds powder and he was just jamming it down the front of his pants. (laughs) Oh my God. His nuts must um, have been so sweaty, don't you think? I mean, he just was doing it constantly. He just 
like in front of people. He's just like carrying. It was a sheet metal shop. Are you? We'd all almost cut off one of our appendages and helped each other. Like there was no like. Yeah, no. It was. Uh, You have like a little workstation, and you had your tools. And in the summer, he had this big. Do people know what almonds powder is? I think I've heard of it. Did did you all share it, or was it just his exclusively? That's insulting. I did not share. (laughs) I did not share. You said you were close. Not that close. (laughs) The neck of the thing had been down the front of his, like, it was probably bouncing on the top of his, you know what I mean? Oh, God. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> so, yeah. I mean, it was, because he'd really shake. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Amos has changed the bottle since I was 20 years old. That makes sense for marketing purposes. Oh, uh, yeah, they still make it. Yeah. I don't, I mean, listen, I, I'm not a doctor. I don't know if you're supposed to sprinkle this on your bits or not, but this guy did that. And um, he seemed happier after he did it. <laughs> Well, whatever works. Sometimes it would come out of his pant leg. <laughs> <laughs> you could track him by the. By the no. <laughs> Little footsteps. This <laughs> is the most genuine laugh I've ever had on the podcast. You could track him by the little like trail of powder that he would. <laughs> oh my god! So boxers, I'm guessing, right? I mean, it's got to be right now that we're thinking about it. I mean, yeah, unless he, like, was really missing the mark. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Maybe he was putting it down his legs, too, to keep his legs. I mean, it was hot as, I was, you know what I almost said? (laughs) I almost said it was hot as balls in there. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome to dryer balls. Oh, my God. Yeah, no, it was just, I mean, we worked in a really hot environment with a lot of machinery and, and, you know, there's no air conditioning and. You know, like I spent most of my life standing in front of a fan with a fan blowing 110 degree heat at, uh, air at me. And I was like, oh, refreshing. So it was like a terrible job. That job made me not want to work for real. Like that that job focused me on it, like figuring out something sounds else. sounds horrible. And you've opened like, you know, you've opened my eyes to what that's like. And I, too, don't ever want to do that. No, geez, definitely not. Yeah, I'm just saying. Yeah, I mean, somebody's got to do it. And God bless you if you're out there doing it. Thank you very much. But I did it already, and uh, I put my time in. And um, actually, I've made parts for the space shuttle. I've, oh, that's cool. I once spent an entire summer making a part that I guarantee everyone in here has been within three feet of. It's just uh, like, so you know when you walk through a door and you step on the thing on the ground or a sensor and it opens? If you oh, look, yeah. if you look above that door, there's a long aluminum extruded box, and inside of that box there are parts, and we made those boxes and the parts inside. So I okay. have very likely touched something that you've walked through in a door. Uh, this is not a brag. It was, it was the worst. Wow. It was the worst summer of my life, but that's only because no wait, Arden was diagnosed in the summer. It's probably the second worst summer of my life. Uh, but um, yeah. So you've all walked past something I've touched. I guarantee it. Anyway. I will forever think of you when I'm walking through. An automatic door at the grocery store. Yes. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) Well, thank you. I appreciate that very much. And the space shuttle, which they don't use anymore. So. Which one? Oh, gosh. I don't remember. It was the early 90s. It was for NASA. Yeah. We made some parts for them. We We did all kinds of different stuff there. But. 
And then I worked in a paint shop for two years, so I'm probably not long for this world. Because if you think they made you wear things like masks while you were painting uh, in the early 90s, they did, did not make you do that. So um, I, I, I can't possibly live much longer. I think about that all the time, by the way. Oh, my God. Yeah. Like, it was just, I know I'm out. I'm on my way out. And it's going to be from that. So anyway, that's that. But don't worry. I made $5 an hour. So completely worth it, Rachel. Silver lining. Yeah. And I know how to keep my nuts dry in a pinch. So um, although I've <laughs> although I've never done it. Oh, my God. All right. What else, yeah. Rachel? Is there anything else we haven't talked about that we should have? Yeah, I don't know. I, I think I covered it. You got um, your thing yeah. out? I was laughing so hard a moment ago when I was tr- I couldn't get out about the trail of powder. That that I I think I, I almost I think I almost it sounded went, like one of those laughs you'd be crying. I almost went inaudible. I almost thought like I think she might think I'm not making noise right now, but I was laughing and I couldn't breathe. So anyway, it's because I knew what I was going to say next, and I could picture the trail of powder moving through the building. Um, yeah, neither here nor there. I wonder if he's alive. He's probably still alive. Oh my gosh! Well, he was older Why than me because he? he was older than me. Oh, I mean, oh, I was like a child. <laughs> well, second. I'm going to look him up on Facebook. If he's alive, we'll know together. All right. Yeah, but if he's that much older than you, would he have Facebook? Of course he does. Everybody has Facebook. <laughs> Hold on. Oh, oh, there he is. Oh, he's a grandpa now. Look how big his family is. This is so nice. He's still married. Oh. Oh, this is lovely. He's one of my favorite people. Absolutely. You have to add him then. All right. I'll do that. Looks like he hasn't posted since December 2022, but that's not that long ago. He's probably still alive. Mm. Oh, I'm glad he's alive. Do you think he thinks about me? I have no idea. Yeah. I mean... It's a nice opportunity you, for you to say something nice to me, but you just let it go. Yeah, I mean, you clearly remember him. And I, you know... I don't he know. Still he, lives in the same, he still lives in the same place. I could creepy go to his house. I'm not doing that, right? Uh, some powder. He had such a just such a, an, an amazing sense of humor. And he was a hardworking guy. Like he had had a business that was very successful and that he loved. And his business partner messed it up. And he lost wow. lost that business and then ended up working in a sheet metal shop, which was something he had never like done in his entire life. And I remember him doing it. Like, he was doing it for his family. You know, he was helping his family um, and, yeah. and getting back into the world. But he had, I can hear his voice. Such a wonderful way about him. Anyway, let's That's hope. Sweet. Yeah, let's hope his balls are good. You know what I mean? Because I, I don't know if you're They're supposed dry. to. Put the, I don't know if you're supposed <laughs> to put that powder on him or not. Yeah, you don't know either, do you? For sure. I mean, I, I would, I would assume he probably passed that knowledge down through the generations, so they're probably all, all fine. I'm just gonna Google real quick. Can I put almonds powder on my? Well, nobody's uh, Googled it but me so far. <laughs> oh yeah, here you go. Preventing swamp crotch. Mm. Applying talcum powder to my is. Is applying talcum powder to my genitals harmful? How do I apply powder to my groin? Somebody asked that question. What do you mean, how? 
I mean, it is kind of awkward depending on like the the canister. Oh, I see what you're thinking about. Yeah. You might have to lay down, right? I mean, I guess. Can you imagine if like you'd have walked through that room and he was on his back, like with his knees up in the air, like <laughs> hilarious that would have been. Oh my god. All right. Well, I'll check on him. Make sure he's um okay. I'll check on that. All right. So how are you doing with your diabetes? Is things going well? Have you hit a stride? Uh are things where you want them? Have you changed how you eat, how you think? Like what have you done? Oh to yeah. Well, it? I I don't know if I got the real drug or I mean I, I think I'm just assuming I'm still in a honeymoon phase because I hear it for adults it can last over a year. Are you not using much insulin? I use hardly anything at all. I actually ended up getting like a junior pen with a half doses. Really? Um, mm-hmm. Yep. You wearing a CGM? I am. Okay. Yep. No, no pump, just um, MDI. All right. And wh- where's your A1C? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Do you not I know? I, I can't remember if it was like... 5.8. Does that, does that sound right? Does it sound it right? Was, Are you asking me? <laughs> well, now, now you like have me wondering. I texted it to my sister. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, does that sound right? I don't know. I don't know you. <laughs> yeah, I think it's like really good, whatever it is. Good for I'm, you. Yeah. Well, yeah, it sounds like it's really difficult for you to achieve. <laughs> so, well, I mean, do you have a I certain. Think, like, Oh, go ahead. Do you have a certain fueling style? Like, is there a way you eat or do you eat whatever you want? Yeah, I, I really kind of eat whatever I want. And I'm, I'm a grazer, which like everyone's the go- like, you have diabetes. You shouldn't be eating like that. But I think I'm so active uh, that it kind of levels out most of the time. Um, it, I'm not, I don't really eat a whole lot of carbs. Some of my dinners are pretty carby. Do you get uh, low if you don't eat throughout the day? I used to. I used to uh, before I got this junior, like the kid pen with oh, the half okay. doses. Okay. Because like even there were some days like I give myself one unit and that would just be way too much. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Which is crazy. And that's for basil or uh, meal bowls? The, the bolus. The bolus. Okay. Yeah. My basil, there were, I mean, I kind of go through periods of less and more. And there was definitely like a, like a month where I really didn't have to use it. And I was like, oh, I don't have diabetes. And then psych, yes, you do. Hmm. Uh, <laughs> so Has anyone it, ever said Lada to you? Say that again? Have, has anyone ever said Lada to you? L-A-D-A? I don't. Diabetes? I don't know what that is. No? You gotta listen to more of the podcast. So, um, oh, yeah. So, Leighton, oh, God. Leighton autoimmune diabetes in adults. Latent autoimmune diabetes in adults. Has a slow onset. And so that so sometimes adults take a long time to get to their insulin needs can happen. So yeah, well, and between that and this clinical trial, I mean, maybe I, I'm gonna look that up. That's cool. Yeah, look that up. But, and, and the clinical trials, what, what's it supposed to like? If you get the juice and the juice works, what are they hoping it does? Yeah, they they're hoping that the plasmid will basically like communicate with the I don't know the immune system and 
basically helps stop the attack on the beta cells. Um, mm-hmm. So you basically like stop the degradation of immune system loss and possibly even repair it. Okay. Um, it, it's almost like a, I think their thought is like a pre-diabetes type like end goal, but you know, maybe there is a chance that, that the progression of the loss of my beta cells is slow or completely stops. I see. Cool. I see. Um, well, good luck with that. I hope that works. I mean, for everybody, not just for you. You 12 injections on the trial, and then how long do they follow up with you? Yeah, so this is the year. Um, it's a follow-up year. Uh, they'll do four. Um, I don't know if it's quarterly. There's, like, there's a few like almost monthly right after the last injection and then one for like a year from there. So I have, I have four follow-up visits. Um, there are the like, mixed meal tolerance tests where I have to fast and uh, they'll give me like a big chocolate protein drink, uh, you know, to see where my level, how it spikes and if it comes down at all. And then they'll, they'll take like 40 vials of blood. <laughs> I'll take all my blood. That. Yeah, it's wonderful. <laughs> so is there, did they tell you like, like say you ended up actually getting the drug. Is this a maintenance drug? Like, would you need it again? Or do they not even know that yet? I don't think they even know that yet. So I'll explain it a bit more. There, The study has four cohorts. And with each cohort, mm-hmm. the the dosage is is increased. So I was in the third cohort. Uh, the fourth one is underway right now. And that's the one that has the max dose. So yeah, I don't know. And again, I don't, I don't know if they know the answer to that question, but basically we will all find out again, it's double blinded. So the researchers don't even know what we're getting, but we will all find out once that fourth cohort has their one year follow up next okay. year. <laughs> so it's going to take, you know, almost probably two years before we all figure out like what we got. Yeah. I'm I'm so excited to to learn what it was. Yeah. No, of course. I'm sure everyone is. I I always wonder they must have a way of knowing. Like there's gotta be something about it. Like I've had other people on who are in clinical trials and they're like, you know, they tell you that you can't tell but if you have it or like if you got the real drug or not, but like you know, there are people who have said, like, I think I can tell. Do you think you're getting it? Or is there really no way for you to know? I have, I have no idea. I mean, yeah. if, if I'm still Lada or Honeymoon or whatever I am, it, I think it's yeah. that's a hard, you know, I can't really discern the difference. Yeah, these two possibilities could be overlapping. Um, you mentioned uh, You mentioned your PhD. What are you getting your PhD in? Broadly, uh, ecology and environmental science, but it, it's really kind of looking at like animal epidemiology, disease ecology, uh, parasitology. It's a lot of ologies. <laughs> do you do this for a living now? Uh, I get paid to go to school. Sure. Yeah. I <laughs> <laughs> I just through, through the university. Yeah. Yeah. But you don't have a job in the air, in the, in the field. No, not yet. This is my final okay. year, so I'm starting to look. Wow. I just had this conversation with one of my son's uh, friends from college, and he's like, I, you know, this thing I want to do, I think I need a PhD for it. 
or doctorate, he called it. And I was like, uh, yeah. And he goes, I don't know if I want to like start my life in my early thirties though. Mm-hmm. He's like, cause that's how it feels like it's going to be. Is that how it ends up being? It can feel that way. I was, I was a high school teacher before I went to grad school and I worked with like nonprofits before that. So like, I, I feel like I've, I've had the chance to like have a life, but I wanted that higher education. And now that I am 31 and looking for my big girl job. Um, yeah, I feel like I'm a bit behind, especially like, you know, 401k kind of thing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not retiring, Scott. That's what I'm telling you. Uh, <laughs> how are you getting medical insurance? Yeah, it's, it's through university. My, I mean, my husband has a full-time job with the state. So like push comes with shove. I could, go on his, but it's super expensive. So Mm -hmm. university, it's, it's pretty good, except they change it all the time, which is weird. And then they're just chasing the cheapest, the cheapest plan. Probably. And then there's like a gap month, like the month of August is always like this big, like how to do because no one has insurance for the month of August or it's like retroactive so everything that mm-hmm. you know you have to pay out of pocket and repay you and I'm like, that's not an option for me <laughs> <laughs> i don't have the pocket you're referring to yeah. it doesn't have any money in it just some loose wool uh that's yeah. all that's in there really <laughs> and a leaf <laughs> and right. some feed that i throw at goats so they don't eat my shoes very cool well i appreciate you doing this very much and um it'll be neat to follow up with you after your sister's been on too yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm excited to listen to her, um, that episode. But yeah, no, this has been great, Scott. Thanks for having yeah. me. Oh, oh I'm, I'm, I appreciate it very much. Uh, nothing we missed, so we're good there. Um, you're okay with the episode being called Dryer Balls? Hell yeah. I mean, heck okay. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to spell it like dryer, like D-R-Y-E-R. Oh, right? dry her balls. Sure, go Oh, wait it. a minute. No, no, not like that. <laughs> I was thinking. Uh, hold on a second. <laughs> I was just gonna do it D R I E R, just so that it it. Oh. There's some obfuscate. What's yeah. the word I want? Obfuscate. Got Obf- it. Obfuscate. Why can't I say obfuscate? Why can't? What's the word I want? You you have a PhD. I'm sorry. I'm just still thinking of dry her balls. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that I actually don't think I can do. <laughs> uh, I can't believe I couldn't say obfuscate for a second. But anyway, I anyway to make it uh, more obscure, I'm going to make it drier. Yeah, no, that's but, yeah, definitely more alluring. I would, I would click yeah. it. <laughs> People are like, "Why? How? Let me find out." And they're going to be like, "Bags of wool." How do you <laughs> press the wool down and make? All right, real quickly. <laughs> how do you make the the? Because I'm assuming the dryer balls are like like more like tennis ball, like firmness. So how do you do that? Okay. So DIY dryer ball, you take pantyhose and you just shove like real shove, just wool in the dryer, like in the pantyhose, you tie a knot. Mm -hmm. So it's just kind of like ball. Then you twist it like a sausage, right? Twist it like a sausage. sausage. Okay. Okay. And then you throw it through the washer and then you throw it through the dryer to really compact everything together. You have to felt it, you know, if the felt it, yeah, that's that's what the wash does. The the water and the soap, it just really kind of makes all the fibers stick together. Yeah, that's interesting. Mm-hmm. And then, can you sell these to friends? 
I give them to friends, sure. And I sell them. We used to sell them at like a farmer's market and like a couple events, but. How, how much can you get for a handful of balls? Oh my gosh. I think like a three pack, some like really nice, colorful ones. They can go for like 15 for a three pack. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I haven't, I haven't sold them in a while. I think I do like three or four bucks a ball. Yeah. But when you did, you were comfortable holding the balls? Yeah. I wish I could juggle. Yeah. But having three or four balls in your hand at the same time is not off-putting to you at all. <laughs> no. And that's really, that's <laughs> like how many you should probably use in your dryer. Yeah. Yeah. Two's not enough. No. Yeah. I love that you're from Maine because a lot of my sarcasm misses you. And yeah, some of no, it I, I, I hear it. I'm just, I feel like I'm more, <laughs> I don't know. I you're so like, laid back. I, I really, you're um, like, <laughs> Yeah, like if I just led you down the road, you'd be like, Scott, I love fondling these balls. You have no like you just say it like and you'd be like, that's fine. Yeah. Like no. I don't care. Like what I mean that's an interesting thing. I it depends on the size of the balls, you know, if there's any grippies, you know. Do they get unpleasant when they're older? They do. They don't work as well. <laughs> <laughs> I have a feeling that if we were on a weren't on a podcast, you and I might be having a completely different conversation. Uh, I mean <laughs> <laughs> Oh my gosh. All right. Well, Rachel, thank you very much. Hold on for one second. Yeah. I'd like to thank Rachel for coming on the show, sharing her story and being so much fun. And I want to thank Dexcom for sponsoring this episode. Dexcom.com slash juicebox. I also want to thank U.S. Med and remind you to go to usmed.com slash juicebox or call 888-721-1514. Don't forget to check out the private Facebook group, Juicebox Podcast Type 1 Diabetes, and the brand new Omnipod 5 series, Ask the Expert. That was at episode 1081, 82, and 83. Those are questions from Juicebox Podcast listeners. Ask directly to three experts working at Omnipod who all have type 1 diabetes and use Omnipod 5. Thank you so much for listening. I'll be back soon with another episode of the Juice Box Podcast.